Um, it being 2.06 on Wednesday, December 13th, I'll officially call the Greater Boroughs Partnership for Health Advisory Board um, meeting to order. Thank you everybody for being here. We're gonna do a quick roll call vote. Um, so a uh, voting member for Southboro, you could Heather just uh, state your name. Aye. Okay, Heather Elker, I thank you. Um, Westboro? Ray Gothier, aye. Okay. Anne-Marie? South uh, Boylston? Uh, Boylston. Okay. Thank you, Anne-Marie. And uh, Kristen Black, Northborough, present. So uh, welcome, everybody. I just want to remind everyone that this video is being recorded and streamed live and will be available after the meeting on the Northborough uh, remote meeting uh, channel on YouTube. So this meeting will not feature public comment, but the public's willing to follow along and we'll have this available. So thank you everybody for being here. Um, and we have some guests today as we'll work through the agenda. I just wanna go around the room. So you all remember Gabriella Knox, who is our DPH uh, public health intern from the summer will be presenting today. Um, Taylor West is a public health nurse in Southboro. Um, Mike Hugo uh, of MAHB and Rick Mucci. Am I saying that right, Rick? Okay, we'll be um, covering our, our first topic, so we'll get straight to it. Um, Mike and Rich, uh, our first on the agenda is our Public Health Excellent Grant, in particular, review of our intermunicipal agreement. So um, thank you to Isabella, who's also on this call. I'm sorry, Isabella, our Program Coordinator and Epidemiologist at Greater Boroughs Partnership for Health. She had circulated to everybody a draft IMA that was prepared um, by Rich and his team and Mike over at MHB, who's contracted to help regions like ours. Just to reflect back, our IMA was made very early on in July of 2021. It was signed and voted by uh, select boards at the time, or boards of selectmen and boards of health in all four communities. And if you look at that short signed agreement, You'll note that it says that come January, we need to review it and it will expire at the end of June. So uh, Isabella reached out uh, to MHB and said, you know, can you help us and what's sort of our current best recommendation? So this is really prepared uh, by Rich. I'll hand it over. And if you could really walk us through the new template that you're using in other communities, and then we'll open it up to uh, questions and comments from the advisory board members. Thank you. Sure. Thanks, Kristen. Um, hi, everyone. Uh, so my name is Rich Mucci. I'm an attorney. Uh, I work with MAHB. I'm a contractor that has been retained to help all the PHE collaboratives um, as needed with technical assistance in drafting IMAs and answering, uh, you know, related questions as they get off the ground. I work, uh, you know, with Mike Hugo, Cheryl Sabara. Um, you know, they handle more of the policy questions, and Mike's here certainly to to weigh in on some of the questions if any are. are are out there, um, but I'm more of the technical aspects, the actual uh, meat and potatoes of an agreement, you know, the the written words and things like that. So, uh, I am a contract attorney by trade, um, past litigator. Uh, so I I have a lot of practice myself, but I, I contract with MHB uh, and DPH to provide these services. So, um, what you have um, been provided is uh, kind of a personalized template of of what we've been. Um, calling our best practices and recommendations for PHE collaboratives uh, and how they can come together in the form of an intermunicipal agreement. Um, your group was certainly uh, well ahead of the curve uh, by having uh, one in place uh, so early on. Uh, many, many groups are still 
uh, trying to get their their first one off the ground. So it was great to to have that to reference. Uh, and I think, as you you all know, the program has kind of um, evolved uh, since you first started uh, in, in various ways. So, you know, the goal of this exercise uh, and reviewing what you had um, was to kind of give you the flexibility to continue to, to evolve as the program does, uh, and also make sure that uh, it is um, collaborative focused uh, and, and less about the host community um, and, and, and about, you know, your role and um, so that everyone knows what their obligations are and everyone knows what their rights are. So, um, Kristen, if I can share my screen, I'm happy to, to, to run through uh, just generally what it is. And then um, if people have questions as I go through it, I'm, I'm happy to, to answer them. Um, but th how this process continued, uh, how this process usually works is we meet with a group like this. Uh, we give you time, you know, I explain, you know, a high level 30,000 foot view of the IMA. Uh, we give you time to, to review it. Um, we work with the host community first uh, to make sure that they're comfortable with it, their town council is comfortable with it, and their management's comfortable with it. And then it kind of goes out to your communities. And we do the same thing with them. If, if, you're, if your town council has questions, um, certainly, or, or changes, we certainly work with them to, to address those uh, as necessary. Uh, I'm here just to guide and facilitate the process um, and, and help out in any way possible. Um, I will tell you that, you know, what you've seen is kind of a template that has evolved over time uh, with the uh, input from, you know, different uh, municipal attorneys, uh, big firms such as KP Law, Mead Tallerman, uh, just to name a few, uh, and then, you know, one-off attorneys as well. So we've kind of, you know, taken, you know, what we've gotten over time for feedback and and, and kind of addressed that into this template um, and what we've seen to, to kind of help with these best practices. So I'm going to share my screen at this point. Can everyone see that? Is that big enough? Okay. So um, I stuck with the terminology that you guys uh, all used, uh, which was how you defined um, each uh, municipality as a town and then the collective as the towns and, and your name, the Greater Boroughs Partnership for Health. What you saw maybe uh, change were these whereases, which really aren't um, necessarily, uh, you know, um, what the agreement is all about, but kind of set the stage for what the agreement is after these. So these kind of just set the stage of, of how you got to the point where you're at at this time. Um, you'll notice in this last, whereas here, uh, we have a program manager. So uh, that would be, uh, you know, the, you know, Kristen at, at Northborough, uh, we would consider her the program manager. And ultimately, you know, they're the ones that signed uh, the contract with DPH. They're uh, certainly the ones kind of that, you know, are responsible for the whole program. Um, from there, you have the creation of the Public Health Services Collaborative, uh, which is what you already have created. And this kind of outlines, you know, how the collaborative would work. The collaborative works through the advisory board, which is, you know, not different from what you have uh, right now. Uh, and Kristen, as the program manager, will coordinate, manage, and direct the activities of the parties with respect to the subject matter of the grant program. Uh, and we'll get to the shared services coordinator in Isabella's position in a second. But basically, uh, this first paragraph just kind of sets the stage for what you're creating, who is ultimately responsible for it, uh, and, and how you ended up in this position, which is the contract you entered into in Exhibit A uh, with uh, the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. And why are you doing this? Well, you're doing this to create a shared services uh, program. Uh, and that's 
kind of the whole purpose of, of the program. You'll see the term uh, is, is different than what you guys had in your original agreement. Um, this one uh, basically is in place until the grant program uh, funds are no longer available, or if you decide to terminate uh, the agreement and um, you know end the partnership, but at no more than 25 years. Um, so we'll see. You know, hopefully the grant program continues. Hopefully the funds continue. But that's you know this this allows you you know to kind of have this living and breathing document um, over time, so you're not having to keep uh, changing it uh, every uh, you know two and a half years. Uh, you can always amend it, and there's procedures for that uh, below in the agreement. But basically, you know, you're at a point now where you're established. Uh, the program is kind of uh, getting its legs underneath it, and so. Uh, you know, the idea is that this document will control um, how the group functions uh, for the foreseeable future. Next paragraph, uh, paragraph three, um, like you had before, uh, kind of just defines, you know, Northborough as the host town. Uh, it talks about um, that they will oversee a grant program and share services program provided for described in Exhibit B. So what we did was uh, what I recommend doing is uh, taking out of uh, the body of this agreement, you know, what the actual shared services program deliverables are and putting those into an exhibit. And I kind of gave examples of the generality that we're kind of using to give you some flexibility uh, in, in the services that are being provided, which I would assume has changed over time uh, and will continue to change over time as, as money is made available, as, um, you know, needs arise. So, um, what I recommend to every group is we put those in an exhibit because what we can do is um, if things change materially enough that you need to amend exhibit B, um, then what I would recommend doing is, you know, we do a, a one-page amendment and we just change what is in exhibit B rather than having to go through the whole document and change uh, the actual, um, you know, material paragraphs in, in the governance document. Um what you have that next are, are kind of the responsibilities of the lead municipality, which aren't any different from what you had before. Um, you know, the, the legal leads might have changed a little bit, but basically um, everything uh, is the same. And I actually took what you guys uh, had had in your original agreement and kind of just put it uh, in here as well. Next up uh, is your shared services coordinator position. Uh, and, you know, Northborough as a host town shall hire an employer shared services coordinator, which Northborough has done. Uh, and um, this kind of defines what that role is about uh, and how uh, Northborough uh, may retain up to 15% of the funds of the grant uh, in order for wages and resources related to the performance of such duties uh, in managing uh, this grant program and managing the shared services coordinator as well. Down here, it just talks about the shared services coordinator um, and any uh, participating collaborative staff working on behalf of the collaborative or the advisory board shall be considered employees of Northborough and shall be uh, accorded all the benefits enjoyed by uh, other Northborough employees. This is basically what you had before, but it, it, you know we get into uh, making sure that everyone knows that um, if there is um, a position to be hired by this collaborative, it will be considered a Northborough uh, employee and subject to all uh, their rules, regulations, and benefits. Five, uh, governance, uh, you know, 
this is uh, pretty similar to what you had before. I did note the one highlighted change uh, where where you do have an even number of towns. Uh, you do uh, by statute need to have some type of tie-breaking vote. Um, and so what we've done in other communities that I think has, has worked well is we've we've made the shared services coordinator a non-voting member uh, except for in uh, except when there's a tie uh, and they would be permitted to cast that deciding vote. Um, if it's not the shared services coordinator, then you know we could think of another way um, of doing it. But most of the communities that we've dealt with where they've had even numbers, we've put that shared services coordinator as that tie-breaking vote if necessary. Everything else you'll see in here is very similar, if not identical, to what you had originally uh, in here. Um, the only difference uh, in number, I added number 12, 11 and 12, where we talk about shared staff, uh, evaluating shared staff. And then um, you're really technically, uh, Northborough is the hiring agent. Uh, so, you, you know, the advisory board is, is, is requesting, authorizing, and recommending the host town hire shared services employees or contractors. Um, and same thing with termination. So we just kind of have, have evolved that legal language over time. Meetings are the same. Uh, and then we get into paragraph six, where we talk about the obligations of the towns. Again, uh, some of these are directly out of what you had before. Um, I did add additional paragraphs F through J, which kind of, you know, is in our current template uh, that, you know, basically just defines you know the role of the towns and what you know we're expecting them to do and in their best efforts and how we define their best efforts. Seven is is a technically um, a technical paragraph concerning funding uh, and um, you know what we expect the host town to do in terms of funding. We expect to hold hold the money, um, only spend uh, and authorize disbursements at the um, at the at the uh, vote of the advisory board. Um, and then how they can handle that 15% grant uh, funding. This, we also talk about, you know, uh, that you already had in there, but about the budget uh, and that the, the board would uh, develop an annual budget as well. Um, and that's what this paragraph at the top here talks about. Eight, um, other municipal services. I think you had this uh, in your previous draft, um, but basically what this says is, you know, you're not limited to this, the PHE funds. If this group is working well and you want to uh, apply for other grants, you can certainly do that. If towns, um, you know, want to be part of something else, they're allowed to do that as well. There's nothing exclusive in requiring them to remain, um, you know, solely uh, in this grant program. Uh, they can certainly, you know, take advantage of all the programs that are forming out there as well. Nine employees, this is identical to what you had before, just about um, how employees are treated, kind of what we just talked about, uh, that you know, if there's an employee hired by a town for the shared services program, they're, uh, they're going to be um, you know, a, a representative of that town. Uh, and then in terms of liability, uh, each town is responsible for their own uh, employees uh, in, in performance of this agreement. Tenant indemnification, this is exactly what you had uh, before. Um, and, and, and still holds true uh, in what we think are best practices. I didn't change anything in, in termination, entrance, um, assignment, any of these paragraphs down here, which I would consider, uh, you know, um, kind of boilerplate to all, you know, to any type of agreement such as this, any type of intermunicipal agreement. Um, all, the, all the provisions are exactly the same as you had them before. 
between the notice provisions. Uh, and then this is the complete agreement of the parties. Um, I will just scroll down to exhibit B. So you kind of get a flavor of what I was referring to if you hadn't already looked at it. Um, exhibit A is the contract with the state and then exhibit B. Uh, again, these are just by examples of how we you know, generally term the services that are being provided to give you that, that flexibility to, to ebb and flow as, as the group feels um, necessary um, by a vote of the advisory board. Um, that's pretty much, uh, in a nutshell, uh, what we're recommending for uh, your, your revisions to your IMA. Um, at this point, I'll stop sharing and just see if there's any questions from anyone. Go ahead, Go ahead Chelsea. Yeah. Thank you for that um, overview. Um, I did notice one thing that probably wouldn't have existed in our prior agreement because we just switched to Northboro um, being the only one that has to post for each agenda and minutes. Um, yep. And I didn't see the um, the posting method 940 CMR 29.04. Um, add that into this um, because that's something, at least on the Southboro side, that we've voted and adopted. Um, so just so that we're covered and consistent. Sure. So um, in the paragraph that we, we discussed meetings, we just state generally that all meetings shall be conducted in compliance with Massachusetts open meeting law, as may be amended from time to time. But certainly if you've adopted that um, that posting requirement, uh, uh, you know, that we kind of put out a bulletin on, a, uh, that would, that's great. Um, I could certainly um, add that in here as well, just so it's clear. Have all the other boards adopted that? Do you know? Does anybody else know if their boards have adopted it? Do you know what we're talking about? Does does anybody not know what we're talking about right now? With okay, so Ray, what we're talking about is that that in order to have one of these meetings, it's a public meeting, and so it's subject to OML. And instead of having, you guys have to post it, and and every other one of the towns having to post it, uh, we'll give you a text that you can bring to your board of health, and and they can read it. It's a motion. And what it does is it 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 has it makes it so that you don't have to post it, but on your web page you'll say that these meetings you meet regularly with your PHE group, and that these meetings are posted at the website or at the usual posting place for um, your host community. Oh, that's perfect. I I missed a couple of last uh, board of health meetings, so they may have passed it without me knowing. But no, that's good to know. If we get that text or email the the information you want, then we can have that done if, the, if it hasn't already been done. Okay. Good. And yeah, it just takes it off of your plate, makes it easier, makes your life easier. And I just have a question about number 12 on the entrance. Um, is it standard language to have no less than a two-thirds vote of the advisory board when you have a four-member board? So we've been using that language uh, for all um all different PHE groups that we've seen regardless of the makeup. Um, if we're talking about adding, you know, a new municipality, we, we want it more than just a majority, I think, yeah. um, you know, just to make sure that, you know, at least, you know, a super majority is, is kind of comfortable with that addition. Um, but, you know, certainly since it's four members, I mean, it's, it's two thirds anyways, I believe. Right. So it, it would be, I just <laughs> was wondering why it didn't say super majority over the um, two thirds. We can we can have it however you want. Uh, this is 
you know, kind of the baseline, what we're recommending, but certainly if, if you wanted something more, um, in fact, I'm not sure you had an entrance provision in your last IMA. So that's, that would be something new. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking if we add a fifth and, and we don't want to have to revise this IMA, does it make sense for us to, um, have it just refer refer to supermajority rather than um, just so just so that we always know it's supermajority and not um, a certain percentage. But I'm I'm indifferent on it. I was just wondering. Yeah, no, certainly we can make that change if, if the group supports that. I like the uh, approach, Chelsea. If I, I think when I said to Mike and Rich, like, go ahead and do your best work and just give us like the gold standard, what you want. I bet. Yeah. And we really want something that's going to stand the test of time. Cause I became very anxious when it came up that Mike looked at our, our IMA and he said, you know, it's going to expire. So you're work And I was like, no, I, I forgot. Like, right. Like, so the more we can make it a, a document mm -hmm. that we don't have to look at it all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, and we'll still be, you know, I think we do the work, but we don't always look at the legal instrument behind it. So I, um, I'm supportive of that, Chelsea. One question, Mike, about, you know, exhibit A is in there, but like, we shouldn't need to review this document all the time. Exhibit A will be the current contract with the state at the time of the most recent amendment, right? Is that how exhibit A would work? Yes. We're not going to go back and redo this every time to like the annual. It's just at the no. time that we sign it will be the most recent contract. Okay. Yep. We'll clarify that. And then I um, guess the question on exhibit B, I mean, I think that's where our group needs to do some work. Um, the goal of today is to introduce you to, you know, Mike and Rich and, and sort of best practice. Northboro, our council hasn't even looked at it. I think Rich, you wrapped this revision up like last week and we're still okay on time. Our current IMA says that we're going to begin reviewing it in January. So that's what we're doing. If you want to take, you know, I think my thought process will have, we have to fill out exhibit B as a group. Northboro will take sort of a first pass and then if, and then we'll push it out. But if there's anything like Chelsea, your point, anything glaring that any of the towns want right away, like let's get it to us. Like the sooner we can sort of incorporate, if you have a great relationship with council and they're on staff and you don't have to pay extra and they're going to look at it for free, feel free to send it early. Um, well, they could send it for free though. That's, that, that's another point I wanted to make is that um, the, the grant pays for your legal counsel. So in some towns, there's resistance by the town manager to boards and commissions going directly to your town's council. Um, and you can assure your 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 uh, uh, town manager and your bean counters there that it's not going to come out of your money. Um, it would be helpful. To, to, I'm wondering whether or not you all, in many many of these these groups, everybody has the same law firm representing them. Anyhow, um, do we have a bunch of different law firms here? We do. Yeah. Okay. I don't, Amory. Do you know who who you have in Boylston? I can't remember town council in Boylston. Unfortunately, you know, I tried to find out though during meeting. Okay. And Ray did I don't know, it looks like Ray's Ray, do you know who counsel is for Westboro? No. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Well, if you do find out, if you want to just let us know, because yeah, I'll, I'll have I'll Jen get back to you. I'll I'll make a note. I've been making notes to the meeting. I'll okay. have Jen get back to you on town council. I know we have one, but it's not somebody that I can deal with. It has to go through the director anyways. So I will, um, I will have her get that info. 
Okay. And Let's yeah, Berwick North throws KP Law. Um, I thought okay. two of our towns overlapped. I remember last time around. I think I think KP Law may be ours too, but I'm I don't want to okay. say for sure. Okay. And and so what we do in that instance is we go to the we go to KP Law and ask them to review it on behalf of you know and I'm doing that. I actually am. am um, I think some of you know this, but I'm I'm the shared services coordinator for the islands, which makes a lot of sense. I live in Wellesley and I'm working with the islands, but um, but they all have five out of the six towns have the same lawyer, and um, so I've approached that lawyer and said, just send me the bill. That way, we don't have to pay five separate legal fees. And uh, so would then, that be? They would send it to Northboro, and Northboro would pay it through the grant. Is that what you're saying? They probably will build. They're going to be more comfortable sell uh, do, doing it through their own their right. own client billing the but client invoices. But then, yeah, then they can invoice you, and you you'll ultimately cut the check. However, the however the yeah we haven't yet done account. that in our region where you would invoice Northboro for a charge that you've incurred. So what I would just say, best practice, I'm, I think we can find money in the budget, but let me know before you authorize that charge that I can make sure we have money for it. And so let's just have that conversation, but we should have money to move around if that's needed. Um, a little bit more on exhibit B, I think that's where our group would need to put some work in, you know, with Isabella and really say like, what services are listed there? What services do we really want to see? Um, and my question to you, Rich and Mike, is some of these services we might not do in a given year, or it might be a service that other communities, it's something we aspire to do in three years. So, you know, how, you know, we're going to have our, our core inspectional services, inspectional software, nursing, epidemiologists, but like, what do you really recommend boards like ours to do in terms of how broad do we want to go? I mean, we could put 25 public health, sir. What happens if it's not on the list? Because the goal to try to- I, I would it. say, I, I, I'd, throw a, I'd throw a catch all in there saying, saying and such other uh, employees and assets or whatever, however you want to put it, uh, as, as is determined by the governing board. And yeah. that way you're, you're leaving yourself wide open for whatever you want to do in the future. Yeah, and we're happy to to review that for you. Um, but once you guys, I agree. You know, that's that's kind of the personalized touch for all these groups. So you're gonna have to spend your most time getting that, you know, nailed down. Uh, and then we're happy to review it. But we've used you know language like that, you know, and perform all ancillary services, you know, uh, that assist in in you know providing these shared services uh, listed above. Or, you know, we find ways to to kind of you know just allow you to kind of have that flexibility. So certainly happy to work with you. So I would, I would list what your you, what your know you're going to be your core services, uh, what you're aspiring to, uh, and we can kind of, um, we can work with you on that language, uh, as well. Great. And, and again, you know, you got to strike that balance where you don't want to be so general. No one knows what you're talking about, but you know, you don't want to be so specific to kind of you know, nail you down uh, to, you know, well, it said 75 hours of X, you know, we're providing a hundred, you know, in this, you know, and we're only providing services to this one town for this, where it could shift over time. So, um, you know, those are certainly, you know, decisions the advisory board can make on a, you know, more than a yearly basis, uh, you know, monthly, you know, semi-annual basis, however you want to do it budget-wise. Um, but um, you just want to be able to have that flexibility in, in this document. That's really the goal of it is to create and formalize the group uh, and a, a, a basic stated purpose of what you're what you're supplying at this point in time or hope to supply. 
Any other questions for Mike and Rich? I think this is a process question. So select board also has to sign off on this and that's probably a little bit easier for the towns that aren't elected to bring forward. Um, but I'm assuming that we'll continue to work through this in our March meeting and then hopefully have a, a draft sometime between March and June that we would all bring to our select boards at the same time. I just want to make sure that I time when we need to get on an agenda. Yeah. So the process is, you know, once this group, uh, you know, behind the scenes is working through it and, and you have kind of a finalized draft, once everything's final, it would need to be approved by your boards of health and your select board. Um, I assume these are all towns. So you all have select boards and, and no mayors in any of these towns. So it'll be all select boards. Um, you know, and, and we've, uh, we've helped in that process as well uh, as needed uh, if questions arise or if there's resistance or, or any issues that come up. Okay. Thank you. Well, we're happy also to go to your select boards with any questions to answer any questions, especially geographically where you guys all are. It's a cinch for me to get there. Um, you know, and, and if we have to do it by zoom, please make sure that they don't mute it. I showed up for a meeting last night with the Plymouth select board and it was on mute. I couldn't hear a word they were saying. And it had the, the chat was closed. Uh, and and it didn't have my camera on, so I couldn't wave. There was no, I, I was just watching reading lips. They all look very, very pretty and handsome, but there was nothing <laughs> that could be done. So. And, and Chelsea, I think my preference is, I don't want to wait to the bitter end. You know, this is a lot of people, a lot of boards meeting. Um, I also think there's huge improvements over this IMA with our IMA right now. So my preference would be to do this sooner than later, right? If it were to replace our existing IMA and we could write that it was, you know, in lieu of, like, I don't see that we have to wait till the other one expires. Like, I'm sure, Rich, you could help write us in. I think this is bigger and better. And I think everyone's going to feel more comfortable going into their own town budget cycle and sort of having it. So I, I'd love to get this done sooner. Um, assuming we move along, right? And giving us a sure. three month buffer. If we could have this voted and distributed, you know, to everybody in like March, that would be amazing. And okay. that gives us time if a board needs more time or issues or arise. What I've asked for Mike and Rich is to come today um, and then to prepare a memo that would sort of outline this. So maybe not every, maybe they don't have to go to every board of health meeting and every select board meeting, but if we could have a memo that sort of talked through the key changes, why, who made this draft that yeah. has been reviewed by North Oak Council, I think that might that memo might answer a lot of board's questions. And then we can try to not, you know, drag them out to every meeting. But it will do whatever towns need to get it done. If if I have to be there, Isabella, or whatever it might be. So um, please, I'd say next steps is for everybody to take a look. Um, we'll we'll work internally here in Northborough with Isabella on Exhibit B. Um, Chelsea, I think Rich can bring that back and double check on the posting. We thought of that too. I think that's a great catch. Um, and then, yeah, we'll try to get this in a working place, get it to Northbrook town council. And if we're, if we're flying through Northbrook, it looks good. I'd, I'd love to get, um, it out to town sooner. If we need to do a quick meeting just to give the go ahead, review a draft memo that would go out to all the four towns. We'll go from there. Yeah, we're, we're happy to help uh, in any way. And certainly, uh, as you point out, Christine, you, you do not need to wait for the other agreement to uh, expire. You can certainly supplant it with with a new uh, IMA. So. And I, I Christian, I sent you a uh, I sent you a, a memo that I had written a guidance document on what the PHE program is. Uh, I just sent it to you a little while ago. So um, 
if if you want to distribute that around to people it it basically was designed to be a document you could hand to your uh, town manager when they say what is this grant anyway yeah it answers all of those questions well i have a new town administrator on uh, monday so that's good time that's why that's why i sent it to you he already today. asked he did sign a document already but no i appreciate that <laughs> okay awesome Okay. Any other questions while we have Mike and, and Rich on the call? Okay. Well, we're really grateful and Rich did a lot of work. He did all the work and uh, and produced this beautiful document and, and spent a lot of time. So thank you, Rich and Mike, for being so available and meeting and, and coming before and we'll be in touch. Sounds good. Okay. Thanks, everyone. We'll nice to well. meet you all. See you later. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, great. We will move um, on. I know we're sort of running a little low on time and I want to make sure we have time for Gabriella. So if you're feeling like I'm rushing, just raise your hand and stop me. Next on the agenda, we have current staffing, future staff and program planning. Um, I just want to reiterate, since our last meeting, Erin Coulard, our full-time public health nurse who is contracted through Sam and BNA, um, resigned. So Erin's last day in the office was the end of October. So that position's currently open. Um, what we've done administratively is we are not paying salmon. We prorated their contract based off their current level of nursing. So um, it's not that we're paying them and they're not providing us the nurse. One thing we spoke about, their contract with Salmon VNA is ending um, at the end of June. We do a year-to-year -year contract for the 1.5 FTEs. And then there's additional contracted nursing that we paid for through the contact tracing grant that was part of our budget review. We decided at this time that the town of Northborough, the state has been pushing us to hire full-time town employees that they really wanna see Erin's full-time position become a town of Northborough employee. That's been the plan from when we first signed the grant um, over three years, you know, over two years ago. And so we're still planning for that July one, given that we might be transitioning that full-time nurse position that will be part of our discussion with the FY25 budget planning process. Um, it didn't make sense to hire someone new contracted for like a year on board them and likely be replacing them. However, Sam and VNA did bring on a new nurse educator. Her name's Heather Welch. She's worked in many of our communities, Southborough. I think she's done CPR training for your library or schools. She's done CPR training and other things like that. Uh, first aid training, babysitting after school. She's a school nurse, um, but she's a great natural educator. Um, and our plan is to bring her on and she has availability evenings, things like that, to do um, educational programming in our four communities. And so if you want Narcan training that Erin was doing, right, we know that was really valid. We want to keep it going. And we also have CPR equipment that we purchased it, um, that was part of this group. So we're going to be building some of that capacity with like a per diem um, a nurse educator. So, you know, just our total surplus amount where we, we moved our nursing that was on the contact tracing under the PHE fund. So Penny Giacobi that's been filling in um, and mostly supporting Boylston, um, Southborough home wellness checks. She's been doing um, vaccines um, and homes for all the flu shots and other things. So Penny's available as our backup. She's still here. She's 24 hours a week. Um, so we've sort of moved things over. So we do have a surplus. I was just running some of those numbers with Aaron's position and moving the nursing over for the remainder of the year. We are going to have an additional $21,000, use it or lose it under this grant. Um, and so that's something we need to think about. That can go towards Heather. Um, what we've done, the contact tracing funds, 
we're extended. So we have like around $90,000. We're not drawing on those funds. Those will continue. So we're trying to use the funds first that will expire at the end of the year. Uh, but there will be, you know, I think we need to have a deeper dive. Um, and I think at this point, I just want to really reach out to all of you. It's always open. You can reach Isabella at any time. If you have needs for anything immediate, like nursing services, increased TB cases, um, you want to have somebody out to do Narcan. We have some, we definitely have some in-house or ability or per diem nursing with salmon to cover any of that through this fiscal year. You just need to let us know what you need and we have the ability to pull additional nurses from salmon at this point. Um, and if you feel like there's anything missing, uh, you know, that you definitely need, we are looking to get back Narcan training um, as soon as possible, working through your libraries or whatever associations you need. Um, so we're hoping to have that back on board like as early as next month or, you know, for sure next month, January's ago, because Heather's here, um, as well as CPR, if that's something you need. And if you guys can think of any other things, you know, or immediate needs, let us know. With the surplus money we expect as a result of everyone's position, 21,000, there's other things that we could contract for, you know, if you need help um, reviewing something or creating a health communication, have a contract. I think we can be creative. I just want you to realize that we will have that surplus. And we'll get into a deeper dive and looking at the staffing plan at our next meeting as we're beginning to plan for that fiscal year 25 budget. Um, anybody want to bring up any thoughts on staffing or programs or current needs? Okay. All right. Sorry. So we'll move on. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll oh. Sorry. So I think we actually did have an Arcan training in December. Um, in Southboro. So um, I think we've been able to continue um, that. Um, in terms of the CPR, I still think we should look at how we can do more outreach to the community. Um, I know the timing kind of didn't work out um, with Aaron leaving, but um, Taylor and I can kind of brainstorm offline too and figure out ways that we can, um, you know, the ideas that we can bring um, back to this group. That sounds awesome. Okay, yeah, and as soon as Heather's officially on board, I'll have her send all of you an email with the types of things she can do, and you guys can independently like set up meetings with his, um, with Heather to discuss if you wanna do any trainings um, or just support other activities. So we'll be, hopefully have that ability soon. All right, so I will hand over our next agenda item, uh, data update with Isabella. Okay, uh, that's brief as well. Um, Okay, can everyone see that? All right, so um, I know Heather talked about the Metro West Health Foundation survey results a little bit last time we met, but I just wanted to go over it very quickly. Um, so overall, we had a pretty good response rate. So we had about, um, actually exactly 192 responses, which made up 17.6% of all of the respondents. So North Borough had 14.2, um, and then South Borough and West Borough had about 2%. Boylston, unfortunately, is not within the Metro West Health region. Um, so overall, they focused on five main priorities. Those are in that pretty picture. Um, so mental health, substance use, built and natural environment, housing and security and homelessness, as well as food and, food and security, which is perfect for Gabriella's project. Um, so their full 
community health assessment was very well written. Um, so I have sent it out in Friday emails in the past, but I can send it out again if anyone would like to review it. They also have an online dashboard that you can look at county and town and zip code. So if you want to get more specific, and then they focused on additional barriers, which were barriers to access to healthcare, challenges with chronic disease, as well as health disparities. So they're kind of next year, we'll be focusing on these topics, different grants that we can apply to. So just all things to think about. And then the other survey that I talked a lot about was the Community Health Equity Initiative Survey. So though we don't have the results yet, but we had about 276 respondents. So again, a good respondent response rate. Um, so their plan is to have some data available in December. So at the end of the month, hopefully. And then um, starting in 2024, we'll have more of that tailored tables with our shared service agreement, as well as uh, town-specific data. So that's through uh, McCain's group, the state epidemiologist. So I will report on that, hopefully, in our next meeting in March. Does anyone have any questions about all the surveys that I was pesky about? <laughs> Perfect. I will keep moving then. Um, because it's the end of 2023, I just wanted to take a moment to kind of reflect on all of the nurses, what they've done. Um, so these numbers... Isabella, uh, can I interrupt for a second? Yeah. Sorry, you have this live caption that's like blocking part of the slide. Are you guys seeing that too? Yeah, so it says like live captions, a big orange box. Got it. I also need to log off, but Chelsea is here for Southboro. Thank you. I will have to switch to my AirPods in 12 minutes to go do my pickup routine. Okay, is that better if I just don't? Yeah, just leave it that. That's perfect. All right. So overall, we've had 11 flu clinics, and this is throughout the four towns um, for the past year. So 11 flu clinics, uh, 31 homebound flu vaccines, which Penny did a good majority of those. 107 home wellness visits, 102 blood pressure clinics, 12 educational presentations, which includes Narcan trainings and anything at the senior center. And then um, I think the biggest statistic, 449 uh, Narcan kits were distributed, which is almost 900 doses because two doses are in each kit. So just really great work. I know Taylor's here, Anne-Marie, um, and then Erin and Penny and um, Jim, they're all doing awesome work. Um, and the last thing before I turn it over to Gabriella is I currently do the weekly health update. I just wanted to get a pulse on if we should change the frequency of that or if we should include any other people. Um, also, I do post it on the website every single week. So it's in the news and updates on the Greater Boroughs webpage for, for residents. So if anyone has any opinions on that, I personally think we could do every other week. Um, I'll leave that open. I think every other week is fine. Yeah, I, I would say that's totally fine. Okay. Kristen, anything? No, I just want to make sure people are seeing it. I know there's staff changes. Um, Isabel, would you mind sending to everybody what your distribution list is mm -hmm. just so we can review it like by town? Because mm -hmm. I've sort of lost track. Like I know we we might need to update some or even as individual towns reach out and say you've been receiving this 
newsletter? Do you want to continue to receive it or just even reminding staff it is available on the website? Um, so okay. I know we have at least, you know, one former member that, you know, they religiously look for it in Northborough and they find it helpful or, you know, just thoughts if you guys are percentage of people who respond back, but yeah, um, which is even if people that. could, you could share it online or the stats, you know, just that we're using it and it's the best use of your time. So it's also, um, when you send that Isabella, just if you could give like a cap of like what you typically include. And if anybody wants to respond, then they know what they're signing up for, for adding more people, or if there's things that are not in that, like every other week cap, I know where I think my board members really appreciate it. Um, Cause it's sort of just summarizing all the recent updates for DPH, the state or any of our like regional associations, but I want to make it useful. So. Perfect. And we don't need a formal vote on the every other. No. no. Okay. Gabriella, your turn. Thank you so much for joining us. And Gabriella has completed her project. So I know we've sent out some emails. Gabriella has sent the email with the final resource guide, but I will turn it to her. I think you can share your screen, Gabriella. Thank you, Isabella. Um, hi, everyone. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. Uh, so I'd like to share the final food resource guide for uh, Greater Burroughs. So on my screen here. So this is already live on the um, Greater Burroughs website. And um, what I included in here, and definitely feel free to take a look when you have a moment, a closer look, but um, this is the what it looks like right at the front. And in the guide is uh, the work that I was doing over this past summer and fall. Um, I went to all four towns and I was able to talk to folks that worked at the food pantry, do research on the food resources, and um, compile them in this guide. Uh, so there's a glossary on different kind of food uh, insecurity related um, topics. There is a page that has different uh, information on how to sign up for SAP or WIC or other kinds of nutrition programs. Because this is all digital too, these um, highlighted links do work. They click out and we'll click on them now, but it's very easy to access the other websites. And then each town has its own page with the um, local resources in each town. So Northborough, Southborough, Westborough, and Boylston. And then there's also a couple other um, cool things that I included in here. There's a full SNAP and WIC store list. So all of the different stores that folks can go to that take WIC benefits and SNAP benefits. And then there's a QR code that we created that if you scan it with your phone, um, you're able to see a map of the stores and get directions and um, be able to just sync that right with your phone to be able to go shopping at any of these stores. There is a specialized page for older adults. It's essentially from all of the four towns, the different resources compiled on one page. And then also some information on some regional resources, um, Meals on Wheels and things like that. There's another page for regional resources. There are a lot of different regional resources close by, um, and especially in Worcester County, but I included a few in here as well. Uh, and then also just some volunteer opportunities and important phone numbers and things um, that people can also use to uh, access different food resources or get information. And then I will also quickly share, I made a couple of, um, of postcards and things to share with the community. So I will share this now. Um, 
I made a few that are targeted to different populations, and we haven't talked so much about where these might be posted, but um, this one is geared toward families, so food for the whole family. It has the uh, the website and a QR code so that folks can uh, either scan it with their phone or visit the website. Um, there's also other ones like this one, um, quick access to WIC, so you can sign up for WIC. Actually, I have to put the website name in here, too. Um, there is one for... Um, older adults, oh, let's see, where, where did it go? Um, older adults, adult age 60 plus, lunches on us. It has, um, this guide has a list of different senior lunch programs. So those are just a couple of them. Um, there are six of them in total. And then I did a couple of mock-up flyers that kind of look like the front page of the resource guide. Um, and so those are free to use and, and be um, distributed. How, how you see fit and um, they're in a format that will be easily updated. So if there are changes, if there are new resources that become available, anything like that, um, they can definitely be added to the guide. And that's all I have for, for today. <laughs> but thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much, Gabrielle. It's been a pleasure having you. Um, so I just wanted to bring up one thing. I know Heather had mentioned it and I know she just left, but she did um, think it would be a good idea to print out some of the guides. So I just wanted to see if any other towns would be interested. We definitely have funds available. Okay, perfect. Can, right. can we just talk about distribution for a second? Um, yeah. Gabriella, that was, that was great. Um, nice job on putting all that together. Um, I mean, I think for some of the postcard ones, um, we could ask the schools to put like the family one in the community backpack. I don't know what Boylston and Westboro call their kind of distribution of information every week. Um, I mean, I don't think it hits a lot, a lot of people, there's just so much information. I don't think a lot of people get through all of it, but maybe it will hit somebody's radar um, and maybe print out a few of the postcards for like the community fridge, at least in Southboro. I think Northboro has one too. Um, but do you have any other ideas, Gabriella, on ways to distribute this information so that it's, it's accessible to people who might need it? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that um, one thing too, like, because there is a lot of information in the guide. So it's like, what if somebody were to open up this guide and, and they're like, okay, you know, page one, okay, this looks good. But the information that they need is on page eight. Um, so maybe even like creating something that's a little bit like, out of like quick links or something like that, maybe a page kind of that people could visit and it will directly point them to like something in their town or for children. Um, I'm sure that I could make something else too that was like geared for, for kids. Um, and then I think too, just another note on accessibility, and we talked about this a little different, but um, languages too, making this available in other languages. So uh, earlier in the summer, I talked to Northboro and Southboro schools, and they, they did give me some information on um, like the five most popular languages that are spoken in those schools. And I have that list somewhere, so I can, I can send it to Isabella and then um, we can circulate that and see if there's other languages that should be included um, to possibly have some of this translated so that people can access it that way. Um, so yeah, a couple of things, but I'll definitely think on that too, because I was thinking about that as well. There's a lot of great information, but how can we make sure that people get the the snippet that they need to be able to act on. Yeah. Go ahead, Bray. So Gabrielle, um, we have a, another fridge that was added after you did your stuff. How are we gonna be able to add any new stuff? Um, is that gonna be available for us to add um, more, excuse me, more information to the guide? 
I'll take that one. So that's a great question. So I have access to all of this and it's in my Canva account. So just feel free to reach out to me if anything changes um, and I will update that. But we will definitely update that before we print anything. Um, and then I think just uh, to wrap this up, I think some printed copies of the full guide. I know it may be um, a little bit pricier, but we had Northbrook had a really good turnout with the mailed uh, resource guide. So I'm not saying we would mail it to all the houses, but just to have like a little stack at a library or um, the food pantry or the senior center. So something like that to have all the resources if they're not going to use their phone, a QR code, etc. Um, but again, great work, Gabriella. And if you have any other questions, feel free to email me and Gabriella uh, as she wraps up. That's awesome. Just, um, yeah, Gabriella, great job. You know, it's such good timing. I think there's such a need in our communities. Um, and it's exciting and it's neat to really compliment, see what's out there. And um, so thank you. Uh, I would say for all the towns, like my thought in North Bro is I'm going to send the full guide to our senior center veterans agent um, library and schools and really just say it's in this way. Maybe we can send those mock postcards. Um, you know, but if your library does everything is like a pamphlet upright and that's how they display a thing, we can make it in any size, like a QR code. Ideally, you know, we're going to update the website. Um, and then the goal is it would be there and it would be a translatable format, right. Or we could host through a third party. So, um, I think having it in multiple languages, definitely a long-term goal. That was in our work plan, Isabella, and that's what some of our deliverables for our PHE region. So that is something we will continue to work through. Um, but I'd say you guys let us know what you need. If you're like, I love the flyer, but I want the postcard to be a pamphlet at the library. So talk to your people where you'd send it out. We'll definitely just make, you know, let us know how many printed copies you can send it electronically. And if you have organizations in town that want another format, they like a business card. Right. It might just be a business card that sits at the library like resource desk. Um, I think either if Gabrielle's still on board and volunteering time or Isabella can put that together um, in the state just pushed out, as we'll talk later, um, more interim positions, you know, for the upcoming year. So let us know what your community needs. Please push it out. Let us know how many copies and, and we'll look to have those made. We do our printing with HP printing right now is one of the vendors we've used locally and there's others. So we'll happy to do that. OK. Anything else on food and security? Okay. Thank you again, Gabrielle. I don't know if we'll see you. I'm sure. I hope we cross paths in public health at some point and you're always Thank welcome you back. Thank you so much. All right. Bye. Bye, Gabrielle. Okay. Next. And we are, we are like at time. So we'll try to wrap up within the next uh, five minutes. If we can, guys, I'll move quickly. Um, substance use prevention work. There were some recent updates with the state about opioid use settlement funds on the DPH call. If you haven't already set up a stabilization funds, it sounds like the towns are working on that, but you should, you can, if you have any questions, reach out to Cheryl Sabar regarding access to those funds. But I just wanted to run the thought by you. Um, one of the things you've been looking at in Northborough in particular, I've had a few conversations with Southborough, all of our towns have to do this public input process, right? In order to use the opioid funds, you must solicit input. Um, in all of our towns, you might have great relationships. Westboro is our largest town. I know you have some rehab facilities. Maybe you've already done your community input um, and you've already like, are you, are you actually, Ray, are you like over and done with it or is it something that's ongoing? I believe it's ongoing. The fire chief and Jennifer, and we have a new police chief, have been working with our rehab centers, um, speaking with them. I know Jen's had two or three meetings. I, I want to say it's ongoing because okay. I think nobody could come to a final conclusion on what they want to do. 
They had a lot of ideas. They're building two new buildings up there right now. So they're having a hard time meeting with us. But I know Jennifer has, and Pat and the new and Todd, the new fire, uh, police chief, have been working on it together. Okay. One of the thoughts I was at MAHB, there's a presentation by Falmouth, the town of Falmouth, their community about 30,000 with little higher substance use rates out on the Cape. They did a really nice job working with a consultant through the town and they used a consultant to help solicit input. And they did key stakeholder meetings with people with lived experience, so very specific, you know, um, people that have lost somebody uh, to an overdose, people who are either, you know, personally like in recovery, it's very difficult to get somebody who's mid-use to come out and do these sort of things. But um, it sounds like with our contact tracing funds, that might be something we could use. Um, that would do it like on behalf of the region. So we do. We did just receive a proposal from uh, Bright Solutions, a, a contractor that we've worked with on other substance use work in Northboro, Southboro. Um, they, it's not complete yet. We're waiting for some more. So one of the thoughts um, I had for all of you is if that was a proposal or a service, I'll give you more information. If we have a level of interest in moving forward, we'll probably do like an, emer I don't wanna say emergency meeting, but an unscheduled meeting and we could vote moving forward with a vendor. And it would just be one of those that, my thought is this vendor would come in, they'd engage with each of the towns, they'd do some joint listening sessions at different libraries, input sessions, um, and it would help the towns figure out how to use the money. Uh, but I gotta get final approval from the contact tracing folks at DPH that review that grant. Um, the first look, it, it's not an allowed expense through PHE, but it may be with contact tracing. So that would just take the lift off of all of us of, doing all the input sessions and really trying to get input from the full range as well as documenting it and presenting that to the community. So more of it to come, look for an email in the next month or so on that proposal. Um, we gotta make sure it's allowable expense and then we'd have to meet again to vote if that's something we'd wanna do. I know Northrow's very interested. You can use your own opioid funds for it, but in Falmouth they used other funds because they didn't wanna spend the money to figure out how to use the money. Right. They want you know, They want to be creative, find other sources, use that to get them in a good place. And then those funds would be like fully intact to use for their their individual town's discretion. So more to come. This is any comments there. Um, I think that would be something um, we'd be interested in looking at. OK, awesome. So got I don't want to make promises, but if it looks like it could be a go, we'll we'll try to get that proposal. I think. The, the, you know, contract amounts, I'm guessing, you know, it's going to be around 20,000 or so, but the idea is that they would do like outreach um, and work through all of our various towns and um, it wouldn't be town specific. It also helps in smaller communities like Northboro, um, where it's not identifying, right? You could be in a focus group that's maybe four towns. It, it's not um, right. a little okay. easier to keep confidentiality. Um, okay. Any, anything else on substance use or? Move on. Um, we do, we're still mid-grant, no huge rush. It's not like a FEP meeting here to spend it or we're gonna lose at this point, but just keeping in mind equipment needs. Ray, I know Jen mentioned she might need a replacement iPad. Do you know, is that still needed? Uh, yeah, I think it was hers that she needs replacement. Uh, Maria and I, we okay. have issues with ours, but we're working through it with IT. Okay. Um, other than that, no, I don't think there was, she didn't say anything to me. Okay. Um, I had a couple other questions on software for you before yeah. the meeting ends. So if you can squeeze me in at some point, that'd be great. Yeah, no, I mean, I think really that equipment in line items, just like where we are on budget, if there's item. I am, I did get my IT based off my conversation with Jen. I do have that extra iPad for her. She can just reach out. 
um, we were able to secure that. But yeah, if, if anyone has equipment needs or I consider software equipment. So, uh, you know, Ray, what, what are you guys I looking for? Might you be frozen. Oh, Ray is for all of us. Ray is. Nope. Wait for him to unfreeze. At least it's an engaging shot. Um, well, while we wait for Ray to unfreeze, I don't know, Ray, if you're frozen, do you want to try to turn off your video? Maybe we can hear your audio. Oh, okay. I think he's going to bounce back. Any, um, Amory or Chelsea Taylor, any other like equipment needs or thoughts for this year's grant funds? Like, did you have any like thoughts that you had? Um, I'm just curious what you were no, thinking. No, not really. We did order um, some of those yellow public safety vests. I think Taylor, you said you guys were all set in South bro. Yeah. We did order some of those. So we'll look to distribute. They've been in a box in my office. Um, it was the yellow safety vest with like the public health, the reflective vest. Um, yeah, I don't have anything in mind, but there is, you know, um, inspectional budget, nursing supplies. So if there's other things that you're thinking of, it's, you know, sooner than later, our next meeting, I'll definitely have like total line item amounts and give you time to think harder um, about that. But it does look like we'll have some ability. All right, Ray, you're back. We're ready for software. Yeah, sorry. I don't know what happened. All of a sudden, my computer went dead on me. So I tried to get back in. Um, so on software, Jennifer's looking for a breakdown of costs for the housing, food, and pools. Yeah. And if the grant is cover what the grant's gonna cover. Okay. Um, I think that's all she that's all that's the note she left me uh before she went across the street to the meeting. Okay. So that was it. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I can send that off. Um, Isabella has, we have like the contract every year. So I think the one thing that just the cycle on the software is we paid at the beginning of the year for the whole year, right? So it's like the service. And so that contract has it broken down. And each of you get an invoice and I send that email where it goes, don't pay it, we pay it, but you each <laughs> get one. So you should have a contract of what Westbro gets, but I can send you the master contract so you can see what we have. And I, we do I, I, have I don't know what she's looking for. She just said she wanted to break down because um, right now we were um, a beta tester for the pools. Yeah. So they're going to be adding the cost. So she didn't know if that's going to fall under the grant. Yeah. Because um, So she just, I think she's trying to figure out because our budget has already been turned in for 2025. Okay. Um, so if there's any small changes, she can make that, but she just wanted to get that as soon as possible. No, I think it's something that we did budget. And I did speak to um, the relevant software folks about like their projected increase. They haven't increased it in our first three years, but now we'll be in the fiscal year 25. We'll be in the year four through six. So we are going to see that amount go up. We're planning for that. Um, and that's been budgeted in, but yeah, well, and I also think Relevant's been developing those newer modules and I haven't even seen the, what that was price amount. So I can, um, Isabel, if we make that a follow-up, we can reach out to my kicks and Relevant and um, we can definitely send Jen whatever we have now. And then we'll look to um, plan for next year. So we'll definitely, that'll be part of our budget planning process. So, right, even if you want to send it off sooner than later, the sooner you guys say like, hey, this is what we think we'll need, we'll start building that into our budget plan. Yeah, and, that, and that's kind of where um, she's just looking at, because right now I'm the only pool person, so it's only on my lap, on my iPad, but Maria just passed her CPO. So she's going to get it too, so we're going to add a second person on. So there's going to be a okay. cost for a second one. So she just wanted to know what would be covered under the grant and what she has to put aside for, out of our budget. 
Okay. Yep. We're happy to look into that more. And then I think there's also the ability to pull from the contact tracing. So same for Boylston as well, or Self-Pro. If you are thinking for next year, you might need additional accounts. The sooner we can get that, the better. And we'll start working that into our rough budget. You know, we're thinking about that new nursing position and all the rest. So we'll, we'll look at that. Great. Anything else on equipment needs? Okay. While we still have a quorum, um, we do have our meeting minutes. And I'm looking, it was Heather... Jen and Marie were our voting members. Um, Chelsea was present. I don't know, Chelsea, you're good at the rule following. Do we have enough yeah. with? You do. Yeah, me, you, and Anne Marie on, in terms of voting these minutes. So yeah. um, our draft minutes of September 20th were circulated by email by Isabella. Um, are there, I guess, I guess we'll do a, anyone for a motion to accept the meeting minutes? I move that we accept the meeting minutes. Okay, I'll second that. All those in favor? Chelsea, aye. Kristen Black, aye. Anne-Marie Muffstrom, okay. Um, all right, no other discussion. So, all right, our meeting minutes are good. All right, um, all right, great. Future meeting dates are listed as March 13th, June 12th, September 11th, that seems so far away. Um, so those should be in those recurring meetings. Are we all looking for March 13th? Does that still look good? And we'll stay via Zoom? Okay. Gives everybody the most flexibility. Yeah. And then uh, questions, discussion, anything else to come before the board? And Isabel, do you want to just briefly touch on the uh, DPH update on interns? They're looking to double that number this year. Yeah, of course. So I just uh, went to a meeting uh, today. So basically the program that Gabriella was part of, the DPH summer intern, they are, uh, the application is live starting today. And last year, I think they had about 18 towns and now they want to double that to about 30. Um, so just thinking through if we want to uh, get an intern, I also encourage like any town who is willing to supervise an intern, um, apply to that. Um, and you just have to kind of list out some projects that they could work on. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out or any ideas. Um, happy to send that along too. And I think uh, Isabel and I chatted briefly. What we'd be looking from like a North Row host on behalf of Greater Boroughs, like Gabriella was one of these interns. It's amazing. They're paid by DPH. We don't even see the bill, you know, and they're here and they're, and they're high level interns. They're all working on masters for the most part. Um, and have some strong background. So I think our descriptions for intern that we can think of at this point would really be around health communication, helping with the website, you know, further pushing out the food insecurity materials, sort of keeping all of that going, um, advertising, you know, public health events in our communities and just being one to really uh, get the website off the ground, which is a, a goal coming up. So we'll, we'll do that for sure, but you're all encouraged. You can have your own intern. They're definitely looking, it's a great experience, uh, something to consider. Okay, just on that, um, Isabella, can you send us or tell me where to find all the information for that? Because our town is very difficult to get interns. But if we they know that somebody else is paying for it, maybe we'll have a shot at getting one. We've been trying for four years to get interns in here, and the town keeps saying, no, we can't do that, we can't do that. But if you can get us that information, maybe that'll help us, saying, hey, look, DPH is paying for it. Let us get an intern and go and for And they this. cover the insurance as well. I understand they're, like, in, insured through DPH. They do the background checks. It's really, like, DPH's employees sitting in our town. Um, and that's only been recent, I think, 
I think this is like the fourth year I've hosted one and my, and they didn't pay in the past. So that's definitely new. So they probably never heard that before. And it's great. And they're supervised. They have their level at the state where they work with Julie Coco. She does a great job and they sort of have a task in special webinars and an end presentation. So there's a level of engagement from DPH that really rounds out the whole experience. So it's very positive. I will include that information in um, the email follow-up. Perfect. Okay. So any other business? All right. Thank you everybody for hanging in and uh, staying on a little bit longer here. So we'll just have to do a um, a motion to adjourn. So moved. Okay. Oh. Second. Raise second. Uh, all those in favor, roll call. Kristen Black, aye. Ray Gothi, Chelsea, aye. Chelsea Malinowski, aye. All right. And I think I saw Anne-Marie's hand up there with an eye in the background and heard her. Faintly. All right. Well, it's great to see everybody. Thank you so much. And we'll Merry Christmas. Have a good day. Bye.